Well, I've got a topic for us today, maybe the kind of topic that you could lead off with at your next dinner party, because today we want to talk about sin. <laughs> Great conversation starter, right? Aren't we all glad that we came to church today? Uh, but here's the thing. I, I think there's two camps of frustration when it comes to the, the conversation of sin in the church. I think there, there's one camp that, that feels like all the church talks about is sin, creating this frustrating cycle of guilt and shame about everything we can't do. Um, and yet there's another camp that I think is sometimes frustrated that the church doesn't talk about sin enough, frustrated that the church isn't sort of clear enough or, or hard enough on error and wrongdoing. And it seems that we all have a frustration uh, with a focus on sin one way or the other. Well, in this bullseye series that we kicked off last Sunday, today we want to ask the question about whether there is a better way to approach this focus on sin, approach the conversation around sin, asking how can we put Jesus back at the center of our response to sin? Last week, we learned uh, that Jesus is the bullseye of faith, that, that Jesus is the bullseye of the Bible. And that according to the Bible, a life of faith and following Jesus, uh, it's not about this bounded set sort of who's in and who's out approach, but it's a centered set invitation to orient our lives to Jesus and seek to move together in his direction. Now, when it comes to, to sin, uh, I think the bullseye metaphor is an especially good one. I think when we usually think of this word sin, how, how we've traditionally come to understand it is that it's as though it's some kind of bounded or finite list of things we can't do. It's this sort of moral code that we need to try to manage in our lives or even manage the boundaries of. But it's interesting, when you look at the New Testament, the New Testament doesn't exactly define sin in that way. You see, there, there's about 10 Greek words in the New Testament that, that end up getting translated in English to the word sin, but the most commonly used, sort of the, the predominant word for sin in the New Testament is this Greek word, hamartia. And hamartia is an interesting word because it actually has its origins in archery, a sport uh, with a bullseye. And what hamartia means is literally to miss the mark. That's what hamartia means, to miss the mark. That's, that's what this word sin in the New Testament means, to miss the mark. And what mark is it referring to? Well, it's referring to the bullseye. That any shot in archery that doesn't directly hit the bullseye is sin. Whether it misses by, by just a little, or it misses by a fair margin, or if it misses the target altogether, it's all a miss. It's all sin. That's actually what the word sin in the scripture means. So if Jesus is the bullseye of a life of faith, what that means is that anything in our lives um, that misses that bullseye that may be slightly off the trajectory or significantly off the tra trajectory. Anything that misses the mark of the perfect life and love of Jesus uh, is what we mean by sin. The Apostle Paul summarized it this way in Romans 3.23. This is kind of a, the poster verse for this bullseye-centered set understanding of sin. He wrote that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
That, that as human beings, all of us have, have missed the mark of the fullness of the glory of God that is seen and perfectly revealed in the life and love of Jesus. It kind of puts us all in the same boat in this conversation about sin. Now, as we seek to put Jesus at the center of, of all of these conversations in this bullseye series, um, sort of given the bullseye metaphor and the reality that simply a sin simply means to miss the bullseye, I thought it would be helpful to bring along a dartboard uh, this week uh, as another activity or sport uh, that has a bullseye in it, just to help us illustrate this point and think through this together. I don't know how many of you uh, have played darts before or play regularly. I'm sort of a casual dart player, only playing when I met, say, a buddy's house that has a dart board. Um, but as we think about this, this paradigm and understanding of sin, think about it this way. When I'm playing darts and when I'm aiming for the bullseye, appreciating that's not necessarily always the point of the game, but if I'm aiming for the bullseye, the reality of it is that I don't hit it most of the time. I mean, sometimes I might, but more often than not, you know, I might have a near miss or a further miss. And what you could say is that most of my dart playing is actually sinful. <laughs> and maybe if you've ever stood around when I'm playing darts, you would you'd probably agree with that. You know, sometimes I'm closer and sometimes a little bit further, but more often than not, I actually find myself in sin if I'm missing the direct hit of the bullseye. And again, that's, that's what sin in the scriptures means, that anything even slightly off from the glorious perfection of the bullseye of the love of God revealed in Jesus is sin, which can certainly be part of what contributes to our frustrated uh, focus on sin or not knowing how to respond to the sin in our lives. And so we want to consider how do we put Jesus at the center? How do we actually uh, move ourselves closer to the bullseye of the life of love that Jesus invites us into? And what I want to do is actually address um, three what I'll call bounded set sin management strategies that we often fall into that actually don't help us move towards the bullseye, that actually often keep us from the bullseye or move us further from the bullseye. Yeah, you might say that uh, it's a, a strategy about our missing the mark that actually causes us to further miss the mark. And I think there's three common sort of sin management strategies that we fall into that we want to address together. Three ways that we actually miss the mark in our missing the mark. And the first is that we miss the mark in our missing the mark through judgment the sin management strategy of judgment. In Matthew 7, um, Jesus said, Do not judge. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in someone else's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? Think about it this way. Jesus is saying, you know, if you want to hit the bullseye, then why is all of your attention on someone else's dart that has missed the mark? Why are you spending all of your energy analyzing the distance between their dart and the bullseye? Because that's not going to help you hit the bullseye in any way. In fact, when we do that, when we engage in that kind of judgment, focusing our attention on the ways others have missed the mark, do you know what it produces? It actually produces a pride in our hearts. 
It can often um, demonstrate itself as hypocrisy related to, to the ways that we have missed the mark, or it fosters exclusion in who we uh, let into our lives or near to our lives and who we don't. And, and friends, all of that actually moves us further from the bullseye that is Jesus. See, through the sin management strategy of judgment, um, we actually miss the mark and are missing a mark in a way that keeps us or moves us further from the bullseye. Now, the second way I think we miss the mark and are missing the mark is through the sin management strategy of shame. That when all we ever do is focus on the last dart that we threw that missed the bullseye, guess what? The odds go up that we're going to keep hitting that same spot over and over again. In Romans 8 verse 1, um, the Apostle Paul wrote, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That while all have missed the mark and all of us fall short of the glory of God, because of what God has done through Jesus, there is now no condemnation and therefore no shame when we put our trust in Jesus. And yet we often think that the best way to deal with our sin is to actually just keep focusing on how sinful we are, how much we have missed the mark, that if we can feel bad enough, often enough about how bad we are, maybe that's what's going to help us move closer to the bullseye. And yet it's amazing how cycles of shame, um, they create anxieties within us, they create fears within us. Um, they, they often lend themselves towards patterns of behavior and addictions that keep hitting the same spot off the mark over and over again, missing the mark and are missing the mark and not helping us move closer to the bullseye. So we miss the mark and are missing the mark through judgment. We miss the mark and are missing the mark through shame. And thirdly, we tend to miss the mark and are missing the mark through apathy. That if our sin management strategy is actually to have sort of a ca casual or self-centered uh, understanding of God's grace in our lives, um, then we tend to sort of turn away from the target altogether, not really getting into the game of trying to follow Jesus and align our lives with his, growing into the love that Jesus has actually saved us for. In Romans 6, Paul writes, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? He says, by no means, exclamation point. We are those who have died to sin. We're seeking to move towards the bullseye. How can we live in sin any longer? You know, that because of grace, should we just put the dartboard back in the box and tuck it away, unconcerned with our actions and, and the, their effects on those around us? Paul says, no way. Because it's actually the grace of Christ that saves us into a new life, into a new way of love, working out God's activity in our lives, moving us toward the bullseye of his image and likeness. But when we're apathetic about the bullseye, not caring whether we're aiming for it or not, or whether we're aiming for it or not, um, generally that produces a faith that's quite stalled, um, a faith that can be ritualistic or from the outside look pretty irrelevant, like it doesn't really make any difference at all. Um, worse, in the impact we have on others, it becomes a, a life that's ignorant of 
how our actions affect others or we contribute to injustice, sometimes even unknowingly because we're not focused on the life of love that Jesus calls us to. Friends, these are the bounded set sin management strategies that move us away from the bullseye. When we engage in the sin management strategy of judgment or of shame or of apathy that miss the mark in our missing the mark, not helping us to actually move towards the bullseye who is Jesus. So then the question remains, how do we put Jesus back at the center in our response to sin? How do we actually learn uh, to engage in a faith, a centered set faith that can move us closer to the bullseye, closer to the mark we long to hit? Well, today I want to suggest that we can only hit the bullseye, um, both in darts and in faith, when we actually orient ourselves toward the dartboard, when we align our aim and our focus on the bullseye, And then practice, practice, practice the way of love that Jesus calls us to. And I want to describe this in three ways for us as well, as sort of the the realignment from those sin management strategies, the ways that help us learn to hit the bullseye. And I'd say, first, we learn to hit the bullseye by abiding in the love of Jesus. That a Jesus-centered approach to understanding sin and responding to its effects in our lives only begins to be transformed when it's firmly planted in, anchored in the love of God that orients orients us towards the target. In John 15, um, among Jesus' last instructions on the night before he died, the last instructions to his disciples about how to start living this life of faith, of following him, Jesus said, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love Follow my example in obeying the Father's commandments and receiving his love. If you obey my commandments, you will stay in my love. Jesus is saying is, what Jesus is saying is that when we abide in the love of God that is shown through Jesus, we seek to, to come to know it and understand it and experience it for ourselves. Um, that begins a flow in our lives of being able to receive that love and then actually begin to participate in obeying this new command of love that Jesus gave us. But how do we abide? It means means actually practicing the loving presence of Jesus, putting ourselves in proximity of the loving presence of Jesus, you know, through the scriptures, things like the gospel reading plan through the book of Mark that we're engaging in together as a community this month. Um, through, through worship, through prayer, through actually making yourself aware of the real living presence of Jesus around you, but through community and through service, through engagement and relationship with the poor and the marginalized, where Jesus says we will find him. You know, this means if we want to hit the bullseye, we need to start by actually entering the playing field of the dartboard, being anchored in where we stand in God's love that orients us toward the bullseye. And then from there, we actually begin to hit the bullseye, not surprisingly, by aiming for it, by making our only focus, our only aim, the bullseye that is the love of Jesus. Paul said this uh, as directly and as simply in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, where he said, make love your aim. Other translations say, let love be your highest goal or go after love as though your life 
dependent on it. We need to, to not focus on sin if we want to hit the bullseye, but focus our attention and our aim on Jesus and his love if we want to hit the bullseye. And one side note here, anytime we're talking about, you know, the bullseye of this life being to love, um, I know for some of us, we may sometimes feel like, well, that, that just sounds too wishy-washy. What, what, what do we really mean by love? Well, in this case, you can turn back uh, one chapter in Paul's writings to 1 Corinthians 13, where you're going to see a definition of a love that is patient and kind, not envious or boastful, not dishonoring to others or not self-seeking, and not focused on the wrong doings of others. It's aiming for this kind of love that, that actually starts um, correcting and changing and transforming our lives closer to the bullseye. Um, Apostle Peter, uh, he described it this way. He said that love covers a multitude of sins. What he means is that the way to avoid sin is actually to learn to love. Think about it in some practical scenarios. Um, that when we love someone, we don't steal from them or lie about them. You know, when we love our spouse, we don't cheat on them or foster lustful habits. When we love our kids, we're, we're patient with them. When we love our in-laws, we seek to make peace with them if we experience conflict. If we love our employees, we don't take advantage of them. If we love our neighbors, we don't compete with them. If we love our enemies, we don't wish the worst for them. And if we love the poor, we don't neglect them. The point is, when we aim for love, we don't need to focus on sin because aiming for love is the way to overcome sin. Finally, if we, we hit the bullseye by abiding in the love of Jesus, you know, we hit the bullseye by aiming for the love of Jesus, we also hit the bullseye then by animating the love of Jesus in our lives. That is what starts to have uh, the love of Jesus come to fruition in our lives in a way that can hit the bullseye because by his resurrected spirit, Jesus has given us everything we need to actually be transformed into the bullseye of his character and likeness. Galatians 5, 19 to 22 says that the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. The ways in which we miss the mark and the consequences of the ways we miss the mark and the damaging effects, we're very familiar with them. But then it says the fruit of the spirit, of God's spirit in us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he finishes by saying against such things, there is no law. Against this fruit of the spirit, uh, there is no law. There is no list. There is no boundary, bounded definition of sin. There is no moral code or sin management strategy that can stand against the love that animates itself by God's spirit at work in us. Friends, when it comes to following Jesus, we don't hit the bullseye by focusing on sin. We don't hit the bullseye uh, by being judgmental, you know, looking at the sins of others and the way they've missed the mark. We don't hit the bullseye by uh, entering into cycles of, of guilt and shame, only focusing on the same dart we threw last. 
And we don't hit the bullseye by becoming apathetic, by sort of turning our attention away from the target. We hit the bullseye by abiding in, aiming for, and animating the love of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit in ever-increasing ways until our lives look more and more like the love they were created for. Friends, I, I've experienced this in my own life because I have fallen into all three of these bounded set sin management strategies from time to time. Um, I know what it's like to be judgmental of others when I uh, look at others and see them not living up to my standard, my sort of boundary of what I understand the Christian life to be. And do you know what happens? Um, it simply fuels a pride in my heart that moves me further away from the bullseye of the love of Jesus. Friends, I've, I've fallen into cycles of shame in past experiences of my life, feeling disgusted with myself and only dwelling on sin deeper in a way that had me fall into it further. Rather than experiencing legitimate transformation that comes from the renewing of our hearts and our minds. And friends, I've been apathetic. I can still fall in and out of this. Sometimes being only somewhat concerned uh, with what I ought not to do, but more often than I'd like to admit, being altogether unconcerned with what I'm called to do, leaving acts of justice, mercy, and love undone, missing out on the glory that I've made for. And in all of these bounded sets in management strategies, none of, none of them have helped me move closer to the bullseye. None of them have helped me miss the mark less. None of them have helped me manage my sin as though I'd be able to, or if that's the whole point. It's only when I have firmly anchored myself and abided myself in the love of Jesus and then made my life's aim to, to know Jesus, to understand who he is and what his love is about, that then I've experienced God's spirit animating the love of Jesus through me in every thought, word, and deed in my life. It's only then that I've actually noticed change and growth and an incremental movement toward maturity in Christ moving closer to the bullseye of a life of love that Jesus invites us into. What about you? What's the sin management strategy that you've tended towards? You know, do you find yourself often um, feeling like sin needs to be managed by, by judging others? Um, and how's that going for you? Is that producing a pride and hypocrisy? Um, are you stuck in cycles of guilt and shame, believing God wants you to feel as bad about yourself as you can, as that's the only pathway to actually grow out of it? And how's that going? And how many of us maybe have become a bit apathetic uh, about wanting to actually look at the ways we could reorient our lives to become more like Jesus, to put Jesus more at the center of our lives and be discipled into his likeness? Jesus is inviting us to look at the bullseye and aim for the bullseye, to abide in, aim for, and animate the love that he has for us so we can learn to hit the bullseye together. But here's the extra good news today uh, that I want to close with, that when it comes to following Jesus in life with God, the reality is there is no dartboard. There is no boundary around the target. 
There's only a center, only a bullseye, a bullseye named Jesus, who has actually aimed his love at us, at human beings made in his likeness with the bullseye imprinted on our very being. And he wants to abide in us. He wants to aim his love at us. He wants to animate his love through us so we can increasingly grow into his likeness, into his glory, into the love that we're made for. So let's not take our eye off the bullseye. Let's not fall for a focus on sin that leads to bounded set sin management strategies that don't transform us, that keep us further from the bullseye. Instead, let's abide in aim for and animate the love of Jesus that moves us closer to the bullseye every time. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you are uh, the center of it all. And we want to recenter our lives on you, uh, acknowledging and admitting that there are many ways that we have missed the mark and do miss the mark. Um, there's much that we've done and probably far more that we have left undone. But we want to move towards you as the, at the center. We want to move towards the bullseye of the life of love you call us to um, by keeping our focus firmly fixed on you. Help us to do that. Continue to reveal yourself for us and draw us to your love um, so we can overcome the ways we miss the mark, and grow into the kind of people you have made us to be. We thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you're, you love us. We pray all this in your name. Amen.